Okay, hello and welcome to the APW Property Pod number nine, I believe it is. Um, I'm sure I'll be corrected if I'm wrong there. My name is Callum Williamson and I am here today with... Stuart Williamson. Hi Stuart, how are you? I'm okay. I have to come along because I am the better looking and far more eloquent partner in the business. Yes, well, people can't see that because it's a podcast and they'll have to take your word for it. Um, but uh, hey-ho, there we go. I'll, I'll leave you've got a face for radio. <laughs> anyway, well, what are we talking about today? We're talking about how to find a, a developer that you can trust, how to know, um, you know, living and working overseas, it is difficult when you hear and read so many different things. So how can you, how can you whittle it down or do your research to figure out who are the right people to work with and, and trust your money with and trust your future property plans with? Yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, there are a lot of horror stories out there you know, but it's the, it's the truth is that, you know, if you just go on the internet and you surf it and you, are, and you ask your mate down at the bottom of the stairs what's going on, then you're not going to find the real picture. And I've been disappointed, is probably the term, sad, I think, when sometimes I've spoken about developers who are doing good off-plan developments and the client has come back, or potential client has come back to me and said, no, I've had a look on the internet. It says this isn't a very good idea because of this person. And the person who's made the comments about, you know, it's trial by internet, and the people who are making the comments are, are not qualified to give that. They might have had one bad experience or they might have read one bad review. And then it gets amplified into many, many times. And to really, you should do your own due diligence. You know, go and visit the builder's office if you can. I mean, not nowadays we can't, but you can do a virtual visit. You can see online sort of strength they have you know ask them to zoom ask them to talk about stuff ask to, to talk to other people i would you know my, if i was doing mm. it you don't just go and buy willy-nilly off the bat do your research you know go on to trustpilot i mean trustpilot is honest you'll see on there possibly i mean if they're on trustpilot you'll see on there re references and referrals and probably some negative stuff as well and then check out the website look at their uh, referrals and so on and then ask to speak to some of their referrals perhaps some of their clients that's the way to go check it all out properly that's my own view that's an emotional perspective and i know cam's a lot more uh sort of touchy-feely he's more head than heart but it's heart that drives me in a lot of my decisions and i think you should really make sure your heart is comfortable before your head makes a decision yes very good but i, I think uh, yeah looking at the more sort of research research side of it if it's a good place to be developing, you know, if it's a good location, then the chances are there's going to be, or there should be more than one developer operating there or building property there, you know, because people want to build in the places where they're going to make the most profit. So don't just take the very first project or deal you see it at face value. You know, you, you, if you're presented an argument for Liverpool Docklands, for example, is one way of getting an, an awful lot at the moment for being a good case, then don't just take, the first thing you see at face value, because there are some builder bankruptcies going on there, you know, look at who else is developing there and then out of those pick who has the best track record or do research on all of them to see who you're happy with. You know, in Birmingham, for example, it's not just prosperity. Although they are very good, there are lots and lots of others out there. Um, so I would say past projects is a big one for me. Have they got completed quality tenanted past projects? Um you know, videos, footage of that. Have they got pictures they can share with you? Any, anything like that. 
past clients or happy clients, like you say, speak to people, ask to speak to, you know, if, if you're speaking with us, ask us if you can speak to clients of ours, that's fine. If you're dealing with developers, do the same. Um, and as you said, speak to the people at the company. You know, if, if they're a legit, good quality business with nothing to hide, then they're going to be more than happy to set up calls with you and speak to you and, and, and do the FaceTime, uh, as it were now, not meeting face-to-face. So, um, so those are... Some- You've got, you got to look at the business model. You know, I was speaking to a client during the week and uh, he's bought in uh, Manchester City Centre. I think, I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called, the exact place he's bought. But uh, Deansgate, Deansgate Square. Yeah. And um, he said he's had to drop the rent a bit because they've all come onto the market at the same time. And I think there's 200 units. Now, that as a business model is fine. But I think really, if a, if a developer is looking at a more boutique approach, which is like sub 60 units, that sort of thing, that's a much better thing to buy because you're going to get owner occupiers as well as people just renting. But also you're going to get less turnover of, of people moving in and out. So there's less of a transient population, a better place to live, less wear and tear on the common areas. And it's just a much better approach if it is boutique as opposed to some massive development and at the same time it's all very well to buy it i think that's great but i mean if lenders will only lend on 15 units per development if you've got 200 then that's going to be a lot of a lot a lot of lenders going in there and if you're at the end of the queue you're going to end up with a worse mortgage so you've got to really think about the whole ethos behind what the developer is doing do they do massive developments and they just don't care? Or do they try and create individual stuff? And that is what I would recommend is more of an individual approach. If you take like our cathedral house, cathedral house, I think it's 10 units in a little converted building in the centre of Derby. Fantastic development. There's the corn market. And I think it was the 1764 or 1864. I think it was originally built. 17, 1758. There you go. That was it. New. It was in between those two sets of hundred years. Fourteen twenty-one. No, too far back. Too far back. They didn't have corn back then. Fourteen twenty-one. Um, Wasn't that the date that um, was that Christopher Columbus? Did he go to America in fourteen twenty-one? Oh no! Someone it, went to America. America's not that old, is it? Oh no, no. He went there. And he got. They all got killed. And he. And I think Christopher Columbus go to go across to see the Aztecs or something. One of those things, you know. And but, I would just um, like to say there that America is obviously older than that, but its modern history as we know it uh, goes from then. There is obviously a lot more yeah. history before that. Uh, the Native Americans have been there for thousands of years. And yeah. We should not forget that or denigrate it in any way. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, so I agree on that. Um, you know, how to find a good developer, you look at that, but then you also look at the quality of development as well. That helps because you've got... You've got markets within markets, you know. So if Birmingham is, a, is to use it, or in any town, Nottingham is a rental market within itself. You've got supply and demand for units. Within that, each location has got its own sort of supply and demand. And then within that, each block would have its own as well. And if you've got a block of 200 versus a block of 10, you know, naturally there's much lower supply in the 10. And so you're going to have more people, higher higher demand there, and it's going to be more likely to be rented. So look at your, your mini markets as well. You know, if you've, 
if you've got a block of 200, then it's just simple maths, isn't it? You need 200 people to fill it as opposed to 10, so it's going to take longer to do and 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 whatnot. So, um, so yeah, I think that's also important. If you, also, if you go out to, you know, how far thinking is the builder? You know, as you say, you do hear stories when I was dealing with someone at Tangden Trust and um, they had put money into an off-plan in Liverpool and the thing never even, <laughs> they didn't even start. And then trying to get the money back from the builder through some class action suit was very difficult. So you really do have to not be sucked in and make sure there is a track record of whoever's selling it and whoever's building it. And then look at what they're doing, trying to be creative. I mean, we talk about prosperity. Prosperity, you know, are now doing their houses just outside of Cambridge. And that is a fantastic creative way of doing it. I mean, there is not another builder in the UK that allows you to buy property off plan that's a house freehold over a 24 month savings period. So that's a, a phenomenal piece of forward thinking, I think, to do that in, in a location that's needed it. You know, Cambridge needs good quality, cost-effective housing. It used to be <laughs> Cambridge United used to be one of my top three teams. I used to have uh, Leeds, of course. Mighty Whites are playing today, you know. Yeah, are they? Didn't they beat someone five 0 last weekend? West Brom. Yeah, it was just a that was just a warm up. Yeah. No, tonight is the big deal. Is uh, Man United at eight o'clock on live? It, it's not the start of the season already, is it? Is it a test game or a warm up game? No, no, Arsenal played yesterday. Arsenal played against it, Brentford. Oh, it's mad. Football. People, I'm not, you know, a massive football nut, but it just, it's like, you only get like a month off it and then the season starts again and it's all, it's all people talk about. Well, it's true that you do only get a month off now because the, the season was so messed up last time. So, uh, so yes, do you, do you research and, and uh, all that sort of stuff? I like that. That's a, that's a good concept. And just to take that a little bit further, guys, another story um, from someone I was speaking to, they bought a development, um, but, you know, the, the, the price of the units that the developer had sold it at was slightly sort of inflated. So when they came to get a mortgage on it, they had, and this is also the case in a rising market, you know, a hot market like we've got at the moment. You've got people gazumping and offer more, offering more than the, the property is actually worth as uh, not Fred West, Fred Harris, the boom and bust guy will attest to. And so when you're offering more, when it comes to getting a mortgage and the bank do their own appraisal, you know, they're going to value that at its real value. And if you've paid 50 grand over or, or whatever, um, you're not going to be able to get a mortgage to cover the full amount. So you're going to be potentially losing the property or having to stump up more cash to pay for it. So when you're looking at buying something, do your own comparisons or make sure you're provided with good quality comparisons uh, so that you can see what you're paying is a real good good value price. You know, like, like the stuff that uh, David Geraldo, our property sourcer, one of our sources in the UK does with his secondhand properties, you know, he'll put four or five comparisons in within a mile radius of that property so that you can see what you're getting is a good deal. And uh, that's not difficult to do. You can go onto Rightmove or Zoopla. There are others out there, Purple Bricks, and you can, you can do those comparisons yourself. So uh, I think that's important. No, it is. And I think also, you know, I try to be so negative again, but be aware <laughs> that... Um, it is a good thing to do, though, guys. Come Seriously, you know, I know we, yeah, well, be, we have... Be, be, what, be negative? We have said a lot of negatives there, but people like, you know, people like to hear the nitty-gritty, and that's why we're here, to deliver people the truth. 
Well, I'd say that the thing is you've got to um, you've got to be aware of the package that's being offered, so that you know, for example, a client asked me last week about the ten ten eight thing, which was basically I can't remember what it fully was, but it's ten percent discount. Um, I think ten months, a ten percent rental guarantee, and then something else about eight over uh, two years. Eight percent yield. Where is well, it, I think it was a guaranteed yield. Yeah. So, but the point is, where is that, you know, money coming from? Where it does come from, in many cases, is not a, a genuine guarantee that they just add money onto the price of the, of the purchase point and then spread it out over two years to give you a rental guarantee back. Sorry, that That's frustrates me. That does. Why? Why would? someone offer a rental guarantee if it's in a good place that's going to be, if it's fundamentally a strong location, you don't need a rental guarantee. So that to me, when I see that just shouts that it's not a quality product. Yeah, but it's appealing to the, to the naive, like the people who are doing the um, MFIs of, of, of property investing, you know? So if you see that guarantee, you yourself, why, where's the money coming from? You know, the, the builder's not, <laughs> You know, a charity that not give you money for the sake yeah. of it. It's because it's a um, a ploy to sell, and a ten percent discount. Okay, if it's brand new building, and again, this is lady I spoke to last night. And she bought um, a property in where she bought it in number three Canal Side Walk. She got one in London, and then she bought one up in the Bank in Birmingham. And she's saying, well. How do I know it's, if it's the right price or not? And this is the point. David Geraldo will compare like for like and say, this turnkey house is valued at 120000 because of this reason. The ones around it that say uh, are being offered at these prices, this is why it's a good price. If you're looking at a complete, completely unique product, like an apartment block in the centre of Birmingham, then really they can put whatever price they want on it. And you can't compare it to anything else because there'll always be an excuse that it's different. So quite often you do get this and we've seen it in that people then get to the end of the purchase period, say six months or 12 months, whatever, and they can't get a mortgage on the full price. And the bank says it's not worth what you bought it for, which is a tremendous kick in the teeth. So it is. I beware, caveat emptor. Indeed. So there we go. Thanks for that. Let's to summarize then some key action points if someone wants to take away, you know, three, four, five things that they can be doing when they're assessing a new development. Research, past projects, past current happy no, clients. Stop, stop, stop. Let's do it. Stop. You do one, then I'll do one, and then we'll see if we run out of them. That's okay. more fun. Oh God. Okay. You uh, I'll go first because it's like a penalty shootout, isn't it? You know, yeah. I've got the bonus, the benefit there. So past projects, research. Uh, references from existing people who bought. Very good. Speak to people within the company. See if they'll give you the FaceTime. Check the company's track record of past performance and completed projects in a timely fashion. Okay, I think that is just a more eloquent way of saying what I said for my first point. Okay. But okay. you did say okay. that I'll, at I'll, the start. I'll, I'll go through it. This is. I'll come back then with... If you're saving that penalty, this is my rebound shot. Ensure they have adequate step over insurance. That's a great one. And I think maybe that's one we can do in our special pod next week. What security is in place on, on this uh, sort of stuff. But nice, that's good. Comparisons with other 
similar stock in the local area. You don't compare apples and pears. Don't compare, um, you know, an old terraced house with a brand new two bed flat, even though they're next door to each other. You need to compare it to other similar, similar age, similar style, similar quality properties to com- compare to see you're getting market market price. Send the brochure to a mortgage broker and say, can we get a loan on this? Gosh, <laughs> come back with that. That is right on the end. That is right on the end of the chin. That's a good one. That is okay to to win it. Then, really, I suppose, um, or to go to sudden death. Yeah. No, I'll let, I mean, I'll let you have it. I think I'll I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. I haven't finished yet. <laughs> I haven't finished. What is what is the drop dead insurance date? Ooh. Where is the money held when you give it to the builder? Is it an escrow account? Is it a client account? Is it in the builder's back pocket? Find out your security. Get hold of the solicitors they're recommending, if they are, or get hold of your own solicitors and get them to check out the contract. Spot on. Very good. Okay, I'll tell you what we'll do then. Let's write, after this, a follow-up list, of a check checklist of questions and things people can do and send to developers um, when they're considering stuff. And that way, we've already done it for people, you know, as part of our resource, APW resource. Have no, you no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. No, we shouldn't do it. No, we should, don't do it. Make them come to us. Make them work for themselves. They've, I didn't get where I am today. I didn't, build, I, I didn't build the empire based on other people giving me spoon fed. You can't say that anymore. We're not allowed to talk about the empire. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there. So from me, Callum, thank you very much. Appreciate your time, everyone. And from me, Callum, thank you very much. Appreciate your time, everyone. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.